Ayo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. Oh, did we already? Are we? It's fine. It's, you can press play. We started. Ciao. Oh. Oh. We got a famous person on. Oh. Where? <laughs> Nigga. I used to dream about cars and things. About being a star yes. and things. Thought I could control I'll grow this feeling. feeling but my, my dreams, dreams won't go away. So the more I like a nightmare. Keeping me up. Night like a nightmare. It's taking over my mind. My desires. Yes. I don't know it. And it can't. And it won't be Cause I gotta be famous. I think I did that a little too long, but I just. Took it to the end part, you know. You did. So I'll do anything to get where you are. I'll do anything to reach the stars. You don't want what you have, but I want it so bad. Yes. So I used to have. I'm sorry. I don't even know why, but it was. It's like that part is where you really. It's like I used to cry it. to those you parts. But I'll do anything. Anything. I will do anything. Like. I didn't even want to get where they were. I just needed to be where she needed to be because she felt it so hard. I wanted her to get ditched. Like back in the day, I wasn't scared of no lion, tigers, and bears. That's like, that used to be my intro. I used to do YouTube videos back in the day. No one has seen these. So uh, they're all. to look for. They're locked. uh, They're private. I have threatened to release them at some point, but I never will. But my old intro used to be lions and tigers and bears. And then for like the new season of my intro channel, my original channel, I don't actually not going to say the names, but when I got the new channel, I changed it to Jasmine Sullivan Famous. And it was like, everybody was like, oh, it's a new Jasmine song. And I was like, yeah, it is. (laughs) And look at us today. She famous and I'm famous. We famous. (laughs) So listen, y'all, obviously (laughs) we are here. With very special guests, I got. I'll be honest. I was. A, I'm afraid. I'm intimidated by you and Dustin. Are you kidding me? I am. Why? I don't know. For why? I, less you now, because Asante. What? Asante what? took me on a date, y'all. Just oh. so you know, this is a, we're joined by Asante, aka Hey Asante. Yes, uh, it is your boy Asante, your homeboy's favorite homeboy, <laughs> podcasting's best kept secret. Uh, you know, you ain't I'm a just. Boy. I I want to be a secret. I want to be a <laughs> secret that makes a lot famous. of money, like Victoria's Secret. <laughs> I don't want to be famous. I want to have you famous people money. Famous. I did want to be famous so I could we get the get money, it. but now I just want the money. Yeah, we gonna get okay. into that. Okay. 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 But yes, I did take you on a date. He took me on a date. What y'all he, do? He took me to the movies. Oh, right. Girl, he yes. treated me. Oh, and it wasn't like the real movies me. where it had to be extra dark. There was still some light in there so we could look at each other. so we could look at. He got me food. We shared a pizza together. Oh. All the meat. That's right. 
fuck that pizza. That pizza was good. It was great. That we even started off with the, the cauliflower. We started out with the cauliflower. But we were sharing plate. We was. We was. He got me a drink. We sat next to each other, cozy in the back. We had good ass seats. He was like, girl, just sit back and get ready for this ride. Get what you want. Now, you want to hear something crazy? I went to that same movie theater either the week before or after time. Sorry. Um, It's not real anyway. I got tickets to a movie and I got, oh, I got tickets to Doctor Strange the night that it came out. Okay. But I got them to the wrong theater. Child. That, never done that. You know, yes. there's like two Alamos. Yes. So do you know, like, you're supposed to get the, they'll close the doors on your ass. You can't see you it after can't. a certain time. So the man was like, uh, you could just go downstairs to the train and it'll literally get you there in seven minutes. <laughs> And thank God it did because it was Doctor Strange. It was sold out the first night. So I was like, I have to see, like, we have to see this. Like, I can't say I bought tickets and fucked up. Like, we have to go. So we went. It was great. And I was like, yes. But yes, great movie theater. Great movie theater. Great date. Great date. Did you enjoy the movie? I We're going to get, that's on the topic. I did enjoy the movie. Okay, okay. We went and saw everything. What is it? Out. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything. And this was his second time seeing it. I said, he came back. Yes. This is something you got to yes. see twice. I need to see it myself. I think time. I need to see it again. Oh, did, so you saw it the first time? I was the one that told she her that the she one has that to kept Ooh, Okay, so it. I'll wait till we talk about that yeah. to get your opinions. We're going to get into it. Ooh. But we are joined by Asante. I don't know if you remember, but when I first met you, Jade introduced us. Asante was still a server. We were somewhere Which by. Which restaurant? Do you remember? I don't Aww. know if we were at a restaurant. You were talking about leaving your serving job because you were so done. And you, that a lot. and you kept saying, no, but you did. It was shortly after finally, that you did. Oh, this was after I finally did. Yes. And oh, you okay. kept saying, I know that I'm, I am born for greatness. You mm. kept saying yeah. that. And I was like, mm. damn, I was really inspired by it. I was listening to you, him. I was listening to you <laughs> and I was like, damn, he's not like, he's dead ass serious. He was like, no, I'm, I have more in me than this and I can't I'm dying doing this mm. and so Jay was like you know encouraging mm. you and listening and like being an ear and I remember um, before you started saying to you oh my god I love your name I want my son's name if I ever have a son I want to name my son Asante thank you so right? you're gonna yep so you're still gonna do that right now that you've if said I that ever on the get, show if somebody ever lets me bust it wide open for them and, hey, and if baby. she do you better make sure you making that money you taking care of her and all that okay <laughs> huh, I'm just saying That's you know you don't wanna, we wanna feel the proper yeah. responses okay but I always I always loved your energy you were always really welcoming and kind to me but I was intimidated by him I think because you were so sure of yourself mm. and I was like wow really? I don't just talking about that. I didn't. We're I was just like, I wasn't never. at a place where I felt super. But it was the way you were like, I know that this is not because I felt the same way. Yeah. When we were serving. Jade and I were serving. I wasn't ready to take that leap. I still, in a way, have never been. I went from serving to a nine to five job. Like I still yeah. haven't been. Like I'm not doing this. Yeah. I don't know if that's for. Like I still am. Just like oh, I don't know. But I was so inspired by you being like, no, I see my life differently and I'm not going to play this game. And Sorry, I might... you took me back to the past. So I'm yeah, like, you, you were like, like I thinking might about all this all over again. Like I mm-hmm. might could, that might could happen. It was a risk I had to take. How, were, around how old were you? Ooh, uh, time again. Uh, early 20s, mid 20s. Wow. Like, yeah. 
Oh, mid twenties, definitely. Mid twenties, I think. Yeah, because I moved to New York. Let me just give my bio, I guess, Please. just so you can have some sort of context. I moved to New York when I was twenty-one. From in, where? Uh, Atlanta. Grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> Grady, baby. Okay, so I'm a redder. That's Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> I moved from Atlanta at the time I was going to Georgia State. I flunked out of a couple classes, and I said, "Fuck this," because they got rid of my major anyway. Mm-hmm. And I said, "I want to be somewhere where I feel like I have to like push myself." And I knew New York or L.A. were going to be one of those two places. Everyone was like, you should go to L.A. because it's so sunny. It's so nice. But I was so comfortable in New York. I just thought about the nice weather making me comfortable in L.A. So I was or I was so comfortable in Atlanta, rather, that I thought about the weather in L.A. just making me complacent. So I was like, let me go to New York. There's still seasons. There's so many people. And I don't have to have a fucking car. Moved to New York. Uh, got caught up in the serving game. Mm-hmm. I actually transferred Easy. from a restaurant in the south to uh, the city. Was working... Uh, all sorts of restaurants, high-end restaurants, uh, pizza places, burger joints, mm-hmm. all sorts of shit. Like, doing everything, making money. And at every job that I worked at, either from a coworker, a customer, um, a higher-up, somebody, it was always reinforced to me that I did not belong there. I was, mm-hmm. I was an anomaly. I'm always used to feeling like an outsider in some sort anyway. In high school, I kind of, uh, I remember letting go of that feeling like a negative thing, being an outsider. So when I was realizing I was an anomaly or outsider in these other places, I kept saying to myself, okay, well, I know I don't belong here, but why? Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew I had a good attitude and I needed to go to work every day for a while and, you know, just make money. So remembering or noticing that that good attitude was more than simply a good attitude. I had a knack for making people laugh, changing the energy in yeah. places, mm-hmm. um, doing good, being a great person like how I want to be. I realized that these are things that I can actually put to use where I want to be, not necessarily where I feel like I have to be. So still learning and processing how to do what I want to do. But my first goal was, like how I said, I'm leaving Atlanta. Mm -hmm. My next goal was, like, I'm leaving the service industry. Like, I remember living in Atlanta and working retail when I was younger saying, I'm leaving this job. I'm not working at the damn, uh, the Banana Republic no more. I'm not doing that no more. And I was like, God, I remember praying. It was like one of them Black Fridays. God, if you get me out of this clearance section, Mm. I promise you I will be good and I will never come back to retail. And then from retail, left that shit. Restaurant, left that shit. Now I'm in like new industry. And I'm in a place to where I can really figure out who I want to be or I can play around with a lot of things and inspire other people to be more than one different thing and figure out who they really want to be. That's incredible. I don't even know if I answered your question. Fucking period on that bio. (laughs) No, you fucking did. Because I, I... you know, and at that point, your goal was to be famous because I do want to break down how you got from, I don't want to be fucking famous. I don't want people to know me anymore. Leave me the fuck alone. I want to be yeah. human. Yeah. Gonna get to because that. people people don't want to talk to you. They want to talk to who they think you are. Like, right. they, it's like they know that you're part of something, so they want to... Um, they just want to... I'm sorry. She has something to say, and I was trying to signal you, but... I, <laughs> the South got something to say. I'm just playing. Um, but no, I... Because there's a part that I forgot to say. When I left Atlanta, I used to really be in the music. I was always in the music. That's why part of my YouTube channel, like Jasmine Sullivan, was, you know, she been she been that, okay? Um, <laughs> I remember there being, like, these little soul spots in the South that I would, like, see singers. And I used to be like, I want to be an A&R. So when I mm. moved to New York, I was like, I could explore either photography, music, art. Like, I could do all that. So I remember finally getting a gig and turning at a record label and learning that the art of A&R is probably, like, it was a dying art. Mm-hmm. I was like, this shit ain't even going to be looked at as art anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still business, but it's business that's bleeding out. Even though it is actual art, I can't, I didn't feel like I was going to be able to be groundbreaking enough to bring that back. So I was like, let me just say fuck this, because music, the industry is already, well, already at that time 
was on some bullshit. Decline. So it's on some new bullshit. Because yeah. this is before streaming. So okay. like YouTube was still like around and popping and people were trying to get people and artists from YouTube. But it wasn't like the Spotify game and the Apple Music game and all that. So I'm glad I didn't stick around for that change. It's interesting <laughs> that you, but you gave yourself, you gave yourself the space to explore. Maybe I'll do this. Oh, yeah. Maybe I, a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people are like, I got to know before I take the lead. Yeah. I got to oh, know. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm a doing. hippie. I, I'm a hippie. I, I, I went to a performing arts high school, or it was a magnet program. So it was still, you know, gentrification. What was your major? Uh, it, so it was um, theater, and I'm then glad, they tried to minor me in musical theater, which is why I fake try to sing sometimes, <laughs> but I c- cannot sing. I was like, let me carry this note to see if I give me a scholarship. But I didn't even finish the program because of, ra- well, because of what I felt like was racism. And so I... Uh, was right, yes. Uh, was. And a lot of people that, you know, made it through the program still knew what time it is. But shout out to y'all for making and y'all doing what y'all doing. A lot of people uh, made it in my school and we still, like, see each other out and about in places. And I'm like, ah, look at you doing though. Look at mm-hmm. me too. I ain't even <laughs> have to finish that fucking program, bitch. Mm-hmm. But in art school or in high school uh, theater program... Shout out to Mr. Adams. He was my uh, drama teacher. He was the shit. He really, like, set the groundwork for a lot of what I think today and how I feel about a lot of things today and how I react today and, like, rules. And it was just him being a great teacher. Like, he wasn't trying to make us know this stuff because he felt like he was, like, he wasn't by the book about anything. All the shit that he did was very, like, nuanced. And that's why I say I'm such a hippie because it was the first class I felt like we got to, we didn't have to worry about, we we were learning things that were detrimental to us as people. Mm. Like, you learn to read between the lines and sometimes look at people's body language or read words over and over again to see what the other meanings are. And from there, I was just like, I remember him saying one day, if everything matters, nothing matters. And then from that one point in high school, I was like, whoa. So yeah, now I so always now think about that. And yeah. I'm always thinking like, well, shit, if I don't win with this today, that means a door tomorrow might open for yeah. me to win something else. So That's incredible. Yeah. The L is always going to be a, a W somewhere down the road. It always has been. It always has turned into one or ten. Always. That part. So let me ask you then, um, Asante. I When we were talking about Please, doing this. Antoinette. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this to be something, a space where you have to be, hey, Asante, yeah. I want you to just be yourself. And like, we were we were talking about, you know, life. Yeah, and my and, favorite topic, life. Yeah, figuring things out. Yep. Um, figuring out how you feel about things. So I, a question that I love to ask people when I'm trying to get to the root of them is who are you without titles? <laughs> like a lot of people will what be like- What are the like, titles? Mother, father, friend, aunt, podcaster, no titles. Just who are you? May I ask for an example? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's tricky. No examples. I just want to see where you go. I am just a person that wants and wishes for the highest well-being of all other people. Like, that. I love when people are having a good time. I hate people. Even if I don't know you, I hate seeing people sad. I hate... I don't like bad things. I mean, I might laugh at bad shit, but that's the world we live in. But mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean I want to feed into that machine if I don't have to. So Why is that, do you think? Because why? The world is already fucking dying and we're not giving a fuck, so why fuck with other people? Other people are literally just trying to make it. Everybody has something going on or has had something that they've been through and they've tried to make it over or something that they're still going through. Everybody has something going on. So I try not to give too much of my energy off to other people if it's going to be some negative shit or some bullshit because... People got their own shit to deal with. So if I try to give you my shit and you can't even hold up your own shit, you're just going to fall down. So now I done took you down and I still am carrying shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no point, no purpose in that. 
So when I see sometimes these like hamster wheels of people on the internet just like getting trapped in the negativity, I just be like, let me just close this back down. Like yeah. we're we not mm-hmm. we're not laughing today. Or and I'm it's hard following to do the wrong that. people. The algorithm don't want me to do it. The algorithm wants me to be depressed so I can spend some money mm-hmm. and not try to put my money to good use and help other people so I can because for me, college wasn't for me. But one day, I would like to send people to school. I'd be like, you know what? Paid for college for you. You about to change some shit. Paid for college for you. You about to change some shit. I'm not doing shit because y'all changing shit. <laughs> mm. I, Mandy and I, and I, I'm sure since I, I'm sure y'all talk. I think that this podcast world is starting to get. Because I'm not in it in it like y'all. I'm in I'm it, not, I'm teetering. I'm not in it in it as much you, as one would think. You would choose not to be. Yes. It, and that's the thing that yes. I think is really interesting. The <laughs> the I I think it's great because I the relationships that you have, um, people will look at it and be like, oh, he hangs out with all the podcast people, right? right. But y'all have real friends. Y'all been right. friends. And I would rather focus on that versus let's make sure we have these Instagram pictures and all this other that. stuff. Especially when I... I am a terrible child. I don't call my parents as often as I should. So it's like, if I'm not updating my family on certain things, I don't feel like I have to update the world on certain things too. So, But a lot of people feel like they're used to just dumping into the world. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I... To stay relevant. 100% guilty of dumping into the world, but not to stay relevant. That's... A lot of people judge me because I'm literally being a human and I'll... It'll be 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yep, depressed again. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to say, I'm about to kill myself. I need someone to come help me. Y'all better do it or I'm going to do something because I want the attention. I'm just really, like, going through certain motions. And I want certain people to know that they're not I'm alone. Sharing. But I don't want it to also be a space where people come attack me because they're like, oh, this nigga weak. He get on the internet and do X, yeah. Y, and Z. It's the internet. Everybody gets on the internet and does any and everything. The fact that you stopped here is so crazy to me, but you did. I could either say all of this as a response to you in tweet, or I could just let you be because you don't matter anyway in the grand scheme of things. And I, like, I've been attacked on the internet for the randomest of things. Mm-hmm. And instead of replying, I'll just be like, meh, because why? That's a skill. It is a skill. It's, it's a better skill to be able to respond and retort. I wish I could, but i just be like... I, is it... I don't know. It is if you knew that you had it but didn't use it. I I, I don't have it. If I had it to not use, it would, I wish I could, you know? I don't even have that skill to not use. Just because I can't... I instantly shut down because I'm like, you're stranger. Stranger energy. Stranger energy. Yeah, I can't it, even it, take it. Even responding just feels like you're constantly just... Like... Fighting, it it, it yes. would be you just macheting wind, all up and down called? the place. Wind, when you're doing the windmill, uh, the windmill, yeah, like, like that's what I feel. That energy just responding back It's just belligerent. In some that's way, why but. I can't do it. But when I see people do it, sometimes I like I'm a part of me is like I wish I could do that. Not that I want to, but I just wish I could. That you that the skill set was there, or you the wherewithal. A little bit of both. Okay. Like, it's just admirable to me. Like, for some people, I know that they feel like they have to. Well, I don't know. I guess I'm just guessing they feel like they have to. And I just, I get exhausted by it, but I'm also, like, intrigued by it to a degree. Because I'm like, I know that when I'm at work or I'm in close proximity to certain people, I want to keep those energies in check. But when people are, like, doing it online, I'm like, are you trying to, like, make a world change by responding to all of these people? Or, like, I don't know. I just find it interesting. I find it fascinating. I don't necessarily find it admirable, as I initially mm. said. But it's just it just gets the wheels turning when I see it happen. I'm like, damn, you still responding? That's crazy. Like, Cardi how? still responds. Cardi, like Cardi B, she she picks and chooses, but it's always interesting when she chooses. But you to know respond. what? I oh, feel bad because a lot of people, would. a lot of people tell, a lot of people say that Cardi shouldn't respond because you know she has so much for her money. Own peace of mind. She shouldn't me. respond for her own peace of mind. I miss really why I feel like Cardi shouldn't but respond. Sometimes people need to get. It's because I miss the day. I know Twitter like made it a commodity now to get these pieces of people and and them say more. Like Rihanna, she capitalized for being a bitch on the internet which we loved but like some people 
it just needs to be an account where we just see your work. Like, if Cardi B's Twitter was just her outfits, the music when it drops, videos, interviews, and not her tweeting, I mean, she has uh, that sort of pull now to where she could just say fucking and do that. I think she but, has stuff she wants to say. Exactly though. because Cardi She's B frustrated. before she became before she you know popped this music, she was you know exactly being she a personality. A so say. she has shit to say. So she wants to still say shit. I just wish somebody on her team would be like, "Hey there, kiddo." Um, let's do it this way. Like, let's make it real. Like, every time you do it, it'll be a Cardi PSA or something real cute, mm-hmm. and we'll have it posted to your account. And as opposed to you tweeting it, we'll make a real cute video and you being shady every time you do it. High production, because people will wait for that. People, oop, Cardi got something to say again. But then it's like she starts attacking people, and then people are uh, attacking the people she's attacking. Then they're attacking Cardi for calling other people on it. And it's a whole thing. And I'm like, yeah. this is this pileup just got so insane. Is the pileup the thing? Because because we started off with famous with that song, Ooh. right? Ooh, yeah, y'all. That pileup is why I don't want to be famous. Bam. Unless it was a pileup of cash, it's not worth it. That that part. <laughs> so I think so. You get to this place, right, where mm-hmm. you're you're much more visible. People know you now. You're this brand instead of this human being. Yeah. Right. And that gets tricky, and yeah. that can feel really lonely. And I think something that we were talking about was a long ass question, but there was something that we were talking about where you were saying, you know, there's so much going on in the world, there's so much good, but there's also so much suffering and the shit basically like gets you down. But I have so much good around me. Yeah. It's like, do I have a right to be to yeah. to put that two o'clock, still human, still depressed? Yeah. When it looks when it looks like to other people, why? You good. That's, you got what you asked for. It's funny because uh, one of the things that I don't like about this podcasting space, right, is um, the fact that when people see you out with other people, they're thinking that, like, oh, you're mixy, you're doing this. And for me, I'm mixy because I'm usually going out with my friends. Like, I do a, a podcast with my friends, so we used right. to go out to shit together. Like, we're literally friends it's first. It's not all content. It wasn't content. It's not, like... We're podcasters supporting each other. Like, like I literally go to Mandy's show because the shit is funny. Like, right. it's not like I'm just like I want to say that I was at Horrible Decision Show and post this here. Like, I'll post because people get on me for not posting. I don't post because I'm like I have to do this. Mm-hmm. I, like, my friends will be like, "You don't post enough." And I'm like, "All right, if your ass complain about it, fine." But if it's like other people that are like, "You don't post enough," blah blah. blah. Sometimes I'm like, "Damn, I should post because you want some inspiration." But for me. If people are like, I don't even know who you who your friends are anymore because you never post them. It's like, I don't even know who you are. There's like, what do you think? People say that to you. People say crazy, weird, random things to me, and it's like, people say they just say it in general. So I, when they say it to me, I'm always like, huh? But I'm like, okay, like, cause people say crazy shit all the time to people. So when they say it to me, I'm only like thrown off for a second because I no longer give humans the benefit of the doubt. Mm. New York has really turned me out from that. Like. I hate it when I first moved to New York and people were like, oh, you're still new. Like, oh, because I, I used to be so, like, fresh and uh, fresh-eyed and bushy-tailed. Everywhere I'd go, I'm in a room smiling. I'm like, hey! And I still do that, like... But you're deeply I'm still feeling. I'm deeply feeling, but that's why I always leave with such, like, great energy. But New York beat that shit out of me because working in a lot of those restaurant jobs, dealing with, uh, you know, coworkers. I remember where you were. Thank God y'all had music at certain points. Yeah. We ain't had no damn music. Yeah. We had rushes of service with people acting like they can get food in 15 minutes, even though they've been coming to this place for two, three years, and you know that this shit don't come out that fast. Like, things that I used to have to deal with, and I'm like, I can't trust humans to be humans, because if y'all treat people like this, then 
I just can't trust y'all. You see the lack of humanity when you're in service. You see humans in a lack of humanity. So t- remove service from the equation now that you know people don't treat you like a human and that you're in a new industry where people are actually... Well, now you're a brand. You're now you are a, a brand. People before just wanted you for food. Now they want you for content, a different type of food, but food nonetheless. So in the way, people don't beg. I don't want to make it seem like people are begging me for content. They that sounds it. so. People demand, like I used to make playlists and I used to love it. I actually stopped doing it because I fell out of love with it because people wanted it so much, but I had to do it on different platforms because everyone wanted it all the time in different places. Then they were trying to critique the playlist and then they wanted to to be ordered a certain type of way. And I'm just like, not all of y'all are hitting these marks on all these places anyway. And this is all free content that I'm providing because the show that y'all listen to is free. This was before we were doing the Patreon. So then I just stopped doing it. I was like, I'm not, I can't even touch this no more. Like not even for my mental health. I'll try to come back to it when it's convenient, but this is just a part of my brand that's going to have to suffer. And so a lot of people, luckily because they know I'm so emotional, because I choose to be emotional on the show, mm-hmm. when we first started our podcast, I was trying to delete my Twitter. <laughs> I was like, I'm actually about to delete my Twitter. And I remember a friend that doesn't be like, how are you going to do that on the show? And I did delete it for like a while, and then I came back for whatever reason. But I just have to do things that are still good for me outside of whatever this brand is, because people that podcast literally do whatever they want. So if that's the rule then why can't we promote mental health by actual taking, like literally taking breaks? Like we've taken breaks from our main show because I couldn't do it or Fran couldn't do it or because Dustin couldn't do it. And we've all been very understanding with each other. So when the fans, thank God the fans, they're actually very like super understanding for the most part. When we don't put up an episode or we're like, sorry for the delay, they're like, we get it. We understand. Sometimes they'll post a lot of memes and laugh with us and try to make us laugh until we post it. But just the fact that that's not like that fan base that we have that's like that for the most part. They get it. Everybody is not like that. If everybody were like that, I would be more inclined to want to be famous. <laughs> but I don't want to be famous because people feel like they can treat you like shit when they don't even know you. And people that are peers in the podcasting space feel like they can treat you like shit when they don't know you, even though they feel like they can use you when they don't know you, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Huh. I, I hear a lot of similarities between you and Dustin. Chill. I mean, you and Jesus Christ, I call you Dustin. You and Asante, <laughs> a lot. No, I think that's she's not my, even on Twitter. That's she my won't. greatest fear is the is the pressure to perform. Which mm. just who you who we are, how we show up. Then you become this character of yourself, and then people, like you said, expect that from you, and then the, it becomes this exhausting performance Mm -hmm. and you and it and it becomes the antithesis of being feeling free saying what you want to do being creative it it just it it kills it so that's my fear as as you get bigger as people think they have more access to you it slowly shrinks like your real life self in a way that i will i i yeah no i don't know if i'm built for that so one of the things that i really I, I I try to always remember. Sorry, I always feel like I'm supposed. Now that I can hear myself, I feel like I'm supposed to talk right into You're it. You're fine. Um, one of the things that is like really cool about social media that I wanted to try really hard to lean into is you can just elevate or promote the things that you want mm-hmm. and like how you want to be seen. Like that's one thing that I do love about social media. Like you can literally say, "I'm gonna make music." And you can start making little uh, beats, loops, and and put them up on an Instagram page. And as long as you get some people to come follow you, you can start making that. The blessing and the curse of that is sometimes people will box you into that one thing. And that's what really sucks. Like, I'm a funny person, but I don't necessarily consider myself a comedian. 
So people are always like, he's a comedian. And I just kind of go with it because I am funny. But people are like, do stand up. I'm like, yeah, good. <laughs> I, That's a whole I other world. That's, I didn't say I do that type of comedy. Like, I do have theater training background. So, of course, if you say I'm a comedian, maybe. But, like, stand-up ain't the only type of comedy. So, why do we just go right there and, like, ah, this nigga, he can't tell no jokes. He ain't got nothing funny to say. Like, it's like I actually probably have things more funny to say in a very intelligent way. But I can't even do it with you because you already turned off because you wanted something quick and easy. I'm not mm-hmm. McDonald's nigga. Like, goddamn. Mm-hmm. But it's weird when you're seen and you're visible for everybody's opinion because the the cool thing about it is... None of those opinions are your business. It just sucks that people try to make it your business. Like, if you want to talk, I, I say all the time, you can talk about me. I don't care. I don't search my name on Twitter. Just don't at me. Just leave me out of it. You can say whatever you want. I sucked on the show this week, whatever. Just leave, just don't give it to me. Unless I, unless you have something constructive that you feel, which even then I don't want it. But if you feel like you're being <laughs> constructive, I guess you'll try it. But like, if you're just being like rude, you can literally say that to yourself or on your timeline without me ever seeing it or caring about it. Because I'm not going to actually come out of my timeline and be like, oh, so you just over here talking about me, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's weird. Are you happy? Uh, Happy is a roller coaster. And right now, I am, like, rebuilding happy. Mm, like, How so? I, uh, I've dealt with, like, a lot of... <laughs> okay. So... For those of you that don't know me, whenever I don't want to talk about things or I have trouble talking about things, I try to equate it to something else first and then talk about it. Okay, so Bad Boys uh, <laughs> this season, right? Have you been watching it or do you know anything about it? Do you yeah, know Bad I've Boys? I've heard about it. Okay, so Baddies, Bad Boys, uh, I don't because I don't know if they can call it Bad Boys What's Club. What's his name? It's just I'm, called I'm Bad Boys no LA. More. I'm delivered. He, he on there, right? He, he, Andrew was, he was on there for like a, a day and then he left because he was like, oh, y'all niggas fighting. I can't really be oh, here. Oh, Bad Boys is a reality so show. So Bad Boys is a reality show. It's on Zeus Network. It's literally, they're trying to pick up the baton of Bad Girls Club. So they got a bunch of social media personalities to uh, live in this house and argue. Outside of the, the fact that this is what the show is about, because a lot of people are never going to watch it because it is mess or they're going to judge it, whatever. Uh, Kirk Franklin's son, Carry On Franklin, is on mm-hmm. there. Uh, crazy, I know, can't even get into him right now. There's one scene where he's like crying and he's talking about, um, like, how do you save someone when they're like spiritually dead? Mm-hmm. And like, what's the difference between someone being like physically dead or spiritually dead? Like, there is none. Like, and like, for whatever reason, that shit like really struck a chord with me because. Uh, as a gay man, uh, first of all, you know, homosexuality is fun. But Amen. there's a lot of, like, deep, dark shit that I feel like I have to deal with for being a gay man. Like, sometimes uh, I allow myself, because I'm because I'm such a, I don't want to say forgiving person, but because I'm such an understanding person, I understand that not everybody is afforded the same opportunities or they get caught up in whatever bullshit, blah, blah, blah. So I'm willing to talk to people and get to know people of all walks of life, different walks of life. And I feel like a lot of people are certainly, are they're judged just for uh, being addicted to some shit or having caught some shit or whatever. And it shouldn't, like those stigmas shouldn't exist within our community, but because they do, um, it's very divided. So certain mm-hmm. people don't interact if you are HIV positive mm-hmm. or if they feel like you're addicted to certain drugs. And some of that, I'm like, it's addiction maybe because depression or something like there has to be some it's sort of conversation resolve here. Not necessarily it has to be with whomever you date and are coming in contact with, but there's an there's something there more that's bigger than you. You don't have to judge them. I say all that to say um, I've come into contact and I've made friends in passing with a lot of people that I don't like fully know. So it's hard sometimes when you lose a person or people that you can't like call up their family and find out what happened to them, mm-hmm. or you can't um, 
you, it's literally like you've lost, I've literally lost people. <laughs> and I haven't been able to fully mourn that or understand that. And I actually had a scare where I almost lost someone. And that was probably the scariest of all because what do you do when someone has already given up mm-hmm. and they already understand the risk that they could take in leaving? Yeah. And I didn't know how to handle any of that. So yeah. uh, You're thank, recovering. From, recovering. Thank God this that. person chose otherwise and yeah. is still here. But um, a lot of that shit fucked me up. So it was yeah. like having to deal with a lot of that, um, not sharing it in open space, um, because just being a black male first, like remove homosexuality from it just because I am faced with mask privilege, whatever that means. I'm trying to sound more educated than I actually feel. Um, Child, welcome aren't to the we club, all... nigga, welcome to the club. Uh, right? Uh, plagued, <laughs> by mass, plagued by mask privilege, sometimes I feel like I'm, um, you know, black men, it's hard to be vulnerable. And it's hard for me um, with a lot of the work that I haven't done on my childhood to open up to even my close friends, let alone going out and getting certain professional help. Yeah. But I always feel like I have to... I always... I've already reconciled that I don't care about this timeline, per se. And I think that's why I'm so passe about a lot of things. What timeline? Be more this, 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 world, this world timeline. If this was a Marvel MCU movie, this is Earth 616. Mm-hmm. I'm already fed up with Earth 616, but I'm not fed up enough to try to, like move forward on my own. <laughs> like, I'm just really waiting out the ride until it's over. Like, and I'm trying to make as much money and whatever difference I feel like I can in the meantime. Are but, you really waiting it out? Because you're doing yeah, so much I'm, work while you're here for other people. Okay, so... Okay. I know we ain't talked about the movie yet, right? Let's go. Why don't we just go dive into, into it? it. Let's but go. that movie... I'm, what movie? Uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once... That is my type of movie, and I couldn't, I couldn't, I understood it the first time watching well, it. You were high as shit the first time, right? I'm always high as shit. So. <laughs> you were high when we were on our date. I'm always high, yes. I smoked the blunt after too. Like, I oh. always high. Um, Earth 616, the Marvel concept, right? It's like, you know, the Earth is all these, di- or the multiverse, there's all these different versions of the planet Earth, blah, blah, blah. So, in Everything Everywhere All at Once, I love how they played on that, and they showed you can literally Spoiler be. Spoiler alert. You can literally be. Uh, well, actually, I should spoil uh, the other movie since people actually might watch Everything Everywhere. If you haven't seen the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once, you need to go see it. Michelle, yo, Jamie Lee Curtis, all them people, they did amazing. Incredible. Um, but I'm not going to spoil that movie for you because I want you all to watch it. You all need to watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's another movie where it's in the multiverse. So mm-hmm. watching these movies back to back where it's like these different takes on the multiverse and they're, Time both, isn't real. they're both so true. It's amazing that we can talk about that now. But um, I think on this timeline, when I think about the multiverse, we have dealt with slavery on this timeline, so mm-hmm. I'm already over it. Like, I'm like, fuck. Like, fuck y'all. Fuck the fact that we have to talk about all this shit. We can't get past the black conversation, let alone women's fucking bodies, let alone uh, people wanting to be something else. Like, we can't get, get into any of these things because of whatever the fucking problem. Like, we're all people, and can't nobody at the end of the day just be like, all right, let's actually do something. Like, it's always going to be a mess, always. Mm-hmm. So that's why the bigger part of me is fed up. But there is, you know, if this were everything everywhere all at once, you know, if we were in the IRS office, I'm in the fax machine room too now, and you see me split. So I'm on autopilot mode here with the Bluetooth piece here, and the other part of me is still trying to make shit happen in the next life. None of that made sense if you didn't see the booty. <laughs> None of it. The Bluetooth and all that. I, and I've been a confusing person my entire life. No, like, imagine, no you're not confusing. No, well, it's confusing to a lot of people that don't grasp those sort of concepts. Like, I used to watch Donnie Darko and I Heart Huckabees, which are like my two favorite movies. I don't They're, know that. They're both very, very white films. Donnie Darko, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, one of his first movies. What, 
not one of his first movies. One of the first movies I really noticed him and cared about him because Bubble Boy was weird. But I think that came after anyway. Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Drew Barrymore's in it. Um, uh, Patrick Swayze. It's it's a phenomenal fucking movie. <laughs> like I just love that movie. People are gonna be like, "You white as hell. You on your childish Gambino." Who I don't cares care. What people I don't care. give a fuck. I'm just saying it's funny. I always think what's gonna be funny when someone listens because people sometimes will tweet me things. Like, I thought that would be funny, and someone said that you did it. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and hopefully they wouldn't have thought any of that. That's just my weird brain. But you have to watch. You have to watch. You have to watch. Have you seen Donnie Darko? Mm-mm. Oh my God! It's about this high school student. He's like depressed, and the movie starts in one place, and like you see it come full circle in the end, and it's just a masterpiece to me. <laughs> like I just love that movie, and I Heart Huckabees. That movie really helped me understand how I I hid from myself mm-hmm. because. It's about this guy. Um, first of all, Lily Tomlin's in this movie. Um, Dustin Hoffman. This, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's white excellence. These here. are like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a light up of white excellence. I mean, because <laughs> when people make shit like "Sorry to Bother You," niggas are like, "Oh, that's too laughed." Like, so of course, mm. only the white people are going to be able to like fluidly tell these mm. stories. Mm. Unfortunately, like Donald Glover, I feel like is doing yeah. some of the work now. You but get into mm-hmm. it. I don't see... Uh, there aren't a lot of, like, black stories I can find this type of content. If I could find, like, a lot of black existentialism content, like... A it, of, that's a lot of black people still dealing with that concept, those concepts that we're stuck on a timeline. Yeah, half, ni- half the niggas didn't want to watch Black Mirror to Strike and Viper's episode because they were so homophobic about it. And I was like, there's still a, a higher oh, conversation here, here to be had, but okay. Break down everything everywhere all at I once. I cannot break that down. Okay. I cannot break that <laughs> down. <laughs> Absurdist. Well, it's a, it's yeah. The, Super absurdist. The film basically there's a lot of themes in it, and you have to go into it with an with an open mind. Um, it touches on breaking ge- the, generational ge- the generations. You have what was it? You have the the like sweet father. You yeah, ha- you have all these different archetypes. So the optimist, the realist, and then the pessimist, and the pessimist mm. and the daughter. Then you have you brought up all of the absurd, like the way in which you can reach your higher self or the the self that you like. There were all of these obstacles in the movie where this one. I'm trying not to give it away, but she, the, even some of if the, you give it away, if you gave away the whole, everything, some of people the, have to some watch of the it. characters right. had to perform these really strange. Um, tasks in order to reach their higher self to get out of danger or whatever. Mm. And you made a point of like, even all of the things that they had to do, they were the things that went against society and it and it elevated Not, them in a way. It didn't, I think my greatest takeaway, take I need to watch it again, but the power in disrupting yes. what is normal, mm-hmm. what is quote unquote uh respectable or polite or even make sense right it was just like the most random shit opened up a world of possibilities and disrupted you know this the same thing continuing right and i for me that's something that i i really took away and something i want to lean into and i just even want to go back to what you said the i in this moment right now being productive even this new collective talk about healing and like healing the past traumas going to therapy the idea of like no I'm actually good in where I am right now and I'm not trying to rush this process I'm just sitting in myself Mm. with myself in a moment is like 
that's that's also how you disrupt and create new possibilities for yourself because I think we're all pushed to keep going in this certain direction and mm-hmm. and what's everybody else doing versus no just be just be real just be honest just feel what you're actually fucking feeling and not rush to go to the next thing and I think that is one of the greatest disruptors and opportunities for a new possibility. And I, I, that was what I took away. I need to watch it again to really go deep. But I was like, oh, okay. The okay. first time I watched it, I hated it. Oh! I remember understanding really? a lot of it. You know why? Well, because I didn't know what I was going to watch, first of all. like I just remember people being like, have you seen this movie? Or are you going to see oh, this movie? Oh, you went in without and knowing without, it was absurd. Me either. No, I, I had no idea. I just knew Michelle Yeoh's in this movie. It's going to be the shit. I'm watching it. Like, that's literally how I went into it. Okay. So, at first, like, I'm loving the fact that she's, like, playing, like, she's downplaying. She's, like, all demure and stuff. I'm like, okay, this is, like, cool. Mm-hmm. And then the movie kept taking these crazy turns, which I was understanding I was very understanding of the fact that it was so absurd. I was like, because I'm just... You have to give into it. But, okay, I I watch all sorts of sci-fi and shit. Like, Uh so for me, it's not hard for me to buy into anything. This wasn't just sci-fi, though. It wasn't, but I watch... Okay, so this was way more goofy than, like, Jet Li. Do you remember... Did you ever watch The One? No. Mm -hmm. The One, right? Any Jackie Chan, Jet Li, they're real goofy. So, Jet Li, The One, it was literally about Jet Li was just a motherfucker uh, living his life, and then one day, some motherfucker drops from the multiverse coming to kill him, and it's him because he's been going throughout the multiverse killing all versions of himself to make himself the most powerful. So now he just got the one version of himself left, this Jet Li. And so it was so weird that they showed... Uh, y'all ain't gonna go back and watch that movie. This Jet Li, his wife got killed. And so at the end of the movie, they caught the other nigga and sent him to jail. So then he got sent to another multiverse where his wife was still alive. And then they connect. And I was like, oh, that's really cute. But I like how in this movie, they were showing how vastly different the multiverse can be. And how like uh, right next door... Uh, me and you could actually be really good friends and I'm just meeting and kicking with her for the first time doing y'all show. Like, And then way on down the road, we're doing the show and we- she's the guest. Like, it was, it was weird and yeah. crazy how they were showing it and I like how they took it all the way, like, left and was like, it could even be as far as fucking rocks. Like, I yeah. just love Possibilities are endless and in this timeline, we are so, everything is polarized. It's yeah. this or it's that. So for people... Even goes back to politics. If people know there's so much shit in the middle, wild, weird, not even the middle. There's thing. no beginning or end, let there's alone no the middle. Beginning or end. So that's there why is no I like. Shut up. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love. That's why I loved seeing. You know, uh, I, Jamie Lee Curtis did her fucking thing, but I love them so showing like the various degrees of their relationship. Yeah, and how it even the various possibilities on, of that. And he, how even on one timeline, it could resolve and how they could actually bond and how that trauma resolved. I Heart Huckabees, I'm sorry, just because I don't <laughs> want to ruin this movie. I Heart Huckabees, the reason that that movie is so important to me is because it's literally about this guy who he keeps seeing this black guy. It's literally this white man. He's like, I keep seeing this black guy. And it's like, why the fuck is this a story? But because of that, when I saw the black guy in real life, I was like, oh my God, the African guy. But I met him. He was really cool. But he knows people call him the African guy, which is fucked up but funny. Anyway, and I heard Huckabees, this nigga, he's having this crisis because he keeps seeing this black dude. He's like, you know, it's a coincidence. Why do I keep seeing him? So he literally hires existential investigators. Enter Lily Tomlin and Dustin Hoffman. Lily Tomlin, she explains to him the investigation... Um, everything is important and it's crucial to your, your investigation. Um, anything as little as you masturbating or you sneezing could 
solve your whole investigation. And then Dustin Hoffman comes in later and he explains this concept of the blanket. Have you ever heard of the blanket concept? Mm-mm. I wish I had a blanket so I could do it like him, but I can't. Um, Dustin Hoffman was like, picture uh, the world as a blanket. Uh, over here you have uh, kids playing. Over here, uh, a baby's being born. Over here, someone's died. Over here, you're like, like everything is connected and it's not connected at the same time. And he was explaining this shit and it was like blowing my mind. I'm like, whoa, this is fucking awesome. So that's why I was like watching everything everywhere all at once. And I'm like, okay, I get all of this. I understand that. But why'd y'all do So watching it the first time, I think that's why I was so annoyed. But then I was like, you know what? This is an absurdist film I'm supposed to enjoy. So like, let me rewatch it. Like, understanding that this is enjoyable. Are you looking up I Heart Huckabees? Yeah. You have to look it up. It's a cult movie. Jude Law's in it. Naomi Watts. Shania Twain randomly makes a cameo. Uh, The corporation is called Huckabees. And the reason that this guy is having this existential crisis is because uh, he goes in thinking that's about this black dude. But then he learns that it actually stems from something else. But it's because the investigators that he hires, they deal in... um, uh, what are the degrees of existentialism? The, the more positive side, and then the other people uh, are... Then there's another person that comes in, and she deals more in nihilism. Mm-hmm. But it's so super ridiculous how they resolve his issue, and she says, you know, when you were at home, you didn't get to grieve about your dying cat, and from there, you learn to lie about your existence for your entire oh, wow. life and hide from yourself. And then from that, that moment... The it's the effects from of that every moment, little thing, how it affects you. From that moment, he was able to turn the whole movie around because he saw later on, because there was a Jude Law ends up being like his enemy or his nemesis throughout the movie. But then Jude Law starts off so sweet and cool, turns into his enemy, and by the end of the movie, they're the same because Jude Law ends up getting fucked up in the paint the way that this dude, Albert, was fucked up in the paint in the beginning, the main character. And he sees that, and it was beautiful to watch. Like, they weren't friends becoming enemies, but... A person seeing himself in his enemy and being able to make peace with the situation and all that. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, I we watch that movie all of the time. I know it's a very, very white movie. And I do not recommend it to a lot of people. <laughs> but with that cast and the work that they did and going back, also just a bonus egg for anyone that actually has followed and cared at this point. If you go on YouTube, Lily Tomlin is actually caught arguing with the director from the filming of the movie. They had several, like, blowout fights. And it's just... It's oh it's amazing for so many reasons. Another high school Another piece from Asante. Another thing to look, look up. Look yes. Up. All right. Well, we have to. I didn't took up so much of your time. No, I'm you so... didn't. It's good. It's good because you. It's Asante's existentialism, and that's yes. what we we need to we need to dig into it because. Uh, yeah, I have so much to ask you. Yeah, it's going to take up a lot of time. We'll talk about it all for the <laughs> okay, screen. Okay, okay, good. But I'm, I, I, I think I know this is there's turning an interesting her thing too. between yes. this idea that nothing matters. But then but an attachment, matters. but but a attach. I, I'm assuming an attachment or security and money in a particular way that really I, I'm very interested in. We we'll even talk about it aside because those are conflicting, and they I feel are. it too. But we'll, we'll talk about that. Yes, we'll, another one. Well, we're gonna take a break because money does matter, and we have <laughs> ads. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to talk Atlanta. 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 And then we are also going to talk Kendrick. We have to talk Kendrick, the god. So, Chanti. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. So we're back officially. We didn't know. And you got some behind the scenes. It's a real shit. You know what I mean? We're going to switch gears. Skirt, skirt. Do we want to start with, I think we should start with Kendrick and with Atlanta because I have a lot to say about Atlanta. You want to start with them together? I think Kendrick has a lot to do. Kendrick, I think, is the person we can. I think Kendrick has a lot to do with what you were talking about in the beginning, too, of like that fame thing, mm-hmm. that like, let me be a human, that also like, I have something to say. I want to be able to say it, but in y'all going to try to take off. Right, he's saying so much so with things. this project. It's There's... honestly, this is a masterpiece. It's art. I've only been able to listen to it two and a half times. So I'm still like not where I want to be, but I already know. And I need to get on Rap Genius. They need to put this in the Black Museum, the all the music museums. Every uh, museum. Uh, every the black museum. One. The, all like, the museums. I, you know, I'm just saying, you know what's going there. for like The, the nigga museum need to get it first, nigga and then me, everyone yes. else can get it. But Y'all it definitely got to be... Okay, lease it out to everyone else from there so they can make that money. You but like, pay a fee. this is it, there needs to be like a movie piece to go with it, or like a, a talk series this or something. Like, like, it's amazing. Lemon, needs to the break way it down. broke, I yes. think it's like lemonade. Yes. it's like it's done what lemonade has Kendrick done for the black Kendrick is very much women. on his Beyonce and Solange. Like, broke the fucking internet, broke people open in a way that lemonade did visually. The album, not so much, but this is like Kendrick what Lamar Beyonce knows. tried to do with the. Audio version. Kendrick of Lamar knows. Yeah. Yes. What did you feel Kendrick when you heard it? <laughs> I, I felt. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I felt like excited and um, because he was like step back and be like, ooh, like there were just so many like notes and songs. I, I was even more hyped when I heard Mandy on it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Stop. That girl, Taylor <laughs> no. Page does because oh she God. has a raspy no, voice. An, it wasn't even that one. It's another girl that sounds like Mandy, right? No, it was Taylor. It, yeah, no. the, yeah. because at first I thought it was Rico Nasty and then I saw it was Taylor Page. I was like, oh, I thought that was Rico, but it sounded like Mandy. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought that was Mandy. Yeah, it seemed like it was <laughs> Mandy ass. No, um, and it seemed like some shit she would be saying, but the, the project is just, it, it just gave me so oh, much I joy that I thought that. to hear him not like present us with anything traditional. Like it was so, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say experimental. I felt like it was evolutionary from some of the stuff that he gave us before. But do you remember when he dropped like those like few like voice notes or notes or whatever? Yeah. Like there was so much cool shit in those moments. Mm-hmm. So to give us this full length masterpiece of, I don't and even want to just call it music. It, it. it is art. He's so, oh my God. He's it's discovering so it. transformational. Like him even talking about uh, the auntie. Yeah. Like all of that. I think it was really artsy farty. Not um, farty is the bad word, but I think it also has followed the, his the way that he makes concepts out of his albums. Like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was very much Kendrick in the way that you know, like a Basquiat yep. picture. It's like, oh no, 
you've been honing this skill, you've been honing this discipline and this practice that, yes, it's different, but it's also very much Kendrick and in, in how he did his album that I was just like, oh. He, he plays so much in like, um, I think that, well, we were talking about the signs. I'm, I'm a Gemini rising. Mm-hmm. He's a Gemini, and I, I know he raps Gemini so much with, with a, like a duality. Pisces and, Moon. See, uh, he raps so much about like duality, or it's very much like uh, I, I watch a lot of anime. And uh, shout out to Naruto and Boruto. Uh, it's about ninjas harnessing their chakra and dealing with like the change of nature and using all of that mm-hmm. and those elements and even we were talking about Pokemon cards before this mm-hmm. even the Pokemons have certain weaknesses depending on the elements that they are but it's very cool how Kendrick plays with duality on his records and mm-hmm. how even with the auntie record how he's talking about the perspective of not knowing better and knowing better mm-hmm. and even like people that hated versus the people that were rooting for like mm-hmm. so many cool perspectives and then even like uh to go from just the auntie to now the cousin filed in the shoes like there were so many cool moments in that one song and even before that song there's just so many cool moments on his project that i just get lost in i just i'm in awe of kendrick it's every very, time i hear a project from him it's very everything everywhere all at once yes pork Pitchfork actually wrote a piece and the first thing they wrote was everything everywhere all at once talking about Kendrick's album where everything's in it I mean he stepped away he became a father you know he's dedicated himself it sounds like to his lady more than he ever has right (laughs) Um, but he I mean there's the scope of the record it's just wide it's like you're talking about fatherhood materialism fame Mm -hmm. expectations of fame Blackness, religion, trans identity, infidelity, mm-hmm. um, addiction, sexual assault, cancel culture. He literally sat. It's kind of like to me, it's like he sat back and he just chin checked the culture. Yeah. In a way where he was like, okay, this is what I'm observing. And I feel like Kendrick is deeply feeling as someone who can experience deep highs and deep lows. Because I feel like humanity, like I feel like it was, I said this before, but it felt like a plead for hu- for humanity to see themselves and to be better. Mm-hmm. Like, please. And it wasn't preachy because he's also saying like he's humanizing folks where he's like, I'm not coming at the culture and saying y'all are trash. I'm just saying this is what it is. I'm not, yeah. can- I'm not canceling. I'm just saying this is what's happening have a conversation about it and, like, dig deeper. Like, everything he says, like, even when he's like, I didn't understand uh, Drake and Ye speaking, but I guess I'm not... Uh, right. I'm not mature enough for that. And even on the other record where he's like, you know... How real is that? F word, F word, F word. I don't want to say it. <laughs> but say even him saying... Huh? You can say the F word oh, quite no, a bit. I don't want to say... I just I don't like the way it sounds anyway. Oh. The 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 gay slur, not the not oh, the, not the gay rip. slur. Just him yeah, saying it, just him saying it over and over on the record. I know it's gonna turn a lot of people off, mm. but him saying like you know we didn't know no better. Like he's not saying they 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 over there acting like he was like he was part of that shit too. And, like, and I think making you hear hear that word and making you feel how it sounds, he's doing it on purpose. I don't think that there's anything on there that's not intentional. Yeah, we were even talking about the Kodak Black. <laughs> him being on there and I hate I didn't love well, it oh. but I also feel like I don't hate it either because I also feel like he's making a statement of like this person too mm-hmm. has to have a voice yep. even though we might not like it yep. he is That's why putting a mirror up too, huh? he's putting a mirror up to the culture he's critiquing the culture and then he transcends it because he's like you also I have to abandon me cow stepping and being mm. so influenced and also feeling like I have to influence you 
and I have to go inside. When he says like stillness, I have to get still and I choose me over all this shit because it is never ending. It's always chaotic. It's so fickle and it doesn't make any fucking sense and it's exhausting and I'm going to choose me. I'm I'm not going to be a people pleaser because it's impossible to please everybody and it's it that's what i love like at some point we have to transcend culture in in a certain kind of way yeah. and it's it's about me it's about my spiritual um well-being and my my internal life and i was like oh my what's god what's the song when he's like such and such like he's calling out all these people and he's saying that not, he is not, not your savior. savior i'm not your he savior he is not your savior and when he this makes the mantra of i'm not a people pleaser not every i can't make everybody happy that becomes like a mantra in one of the songs. I think he's able... That, that, that too, is, I think, his... Uh, I, I think that's him. his key to freedom. It's everybody's it's like, key yeah, to freedom. Saying it over and over. I Sometimes you got to say what you're not in order to know what you are. Mm. But it's. I think it's also an invite for us to like, oh, look at, look at all this nonsense. Look at how we're bickering. And that's why in the beginning of the one we cried together, he's, it's like, this is what the world sounds like. And it's all this bickering and vitriol. And then it's like... Because it's not just about But then we're fucking afterwards. Yeah. Right. So this cycle continues of like, we're fighting and then we're fucking. And at the end, it's like, oh, we have to, we have to get beyond that. That's really great because I feel like a lot of people listen to that and they only relate it to relationships. No, you said this is what the world That's sounds the world. like. This is, yeah. It's a larger scope Creation, of like, destruction. wow. Yeah. Can and I, it's perpetual thing. And it's hard to have this work, right? I think about how we receive it. It's hard to receive the work, and I put I put him even higher on a pedestal, and I have to chin check myself of like this is exactly what he's saying. Don't do, <laughs> you know? Like I'm like he's brilliant. He's this. This is a masterpiece. It's got to go here. It's got to go there. Yeah. What is he gonna do next? It's like whoa, whoa. He's a human. He didn't drop like, the music. How- soak that up, like. And right. Honestly- and then and did it while he was in Ghana. To be clear, he was like, I'm going to go get fucking. I'm putting this out, and I'm leaving with my lady and my kids, and we just gonna be for a little bit. And honestly, I can't be mad at him. Like that that it. really reinforces the lesson too. Like, and the fact that you can even sit back and say, like, oh shit, like this is I'm doing exactly what he's talking about. Like myself, yeah. It's amazing. I think that talk that brings it back to me thinking about our core audience at the friend zone. Like when they're like cool with the fact that we take breaks sometimes. You have to and, choose yourself. Like when people can really understand, like on a human level, mm-hmm. like it makes a world of difference. Like we can we know Kendrick as a rapper who's like actually rapping about some shit versus him. You know, making up some shit about whatever, so we can actually hear him out and like understand the concepts, soak wait. it in, and hopefully patiently wait because some of us might get like it was such a great fucking project. Like we just ah, but it's just that great debate. Like you know, it's art, so luckily it is supposed to make us excited. But I know that Kendrick is still a human being, and if he just chooses to live and not give us anything else past his album, he that would be crazy. But I, I, I hope that's not the case. I pray that's not the case. Selfishly, right? Selfishly, of course. Because of what we want. It is, a, it is of course a selfish request. I know. Be like, oh, okay, but can you please, can you please keep delivering so I can be delivered? Speaking of selfish, I would like to say goo, as Mandy would say to Come that on. to the Atlanta. Let's go. Which episode? Say I have to. Goo. I have something to say. Okay, Wait, I, I didn't start. finish. I gotta tell you, no, no, I you didn't start. Finish. No, I just want to tell you, I didn't finish. Oh, I'm what? only up to. Oh, you haven't seen the Trinidad. Uh, Trinity to, to the, the bone. bone. So no. that's where she stopped. <laughs> that I haven't seen but it. That, but that but stop you can us talk about it. No, you know what? No, no, you know what? I don't even want to talk about. I don't. 
I just want to say, well, actually, I want to hear because uh, I'm with two women. I would love to hear your opinions on Atlanta and Donald Glover before I get in because I always am in these rooms and people are like, "Fuck Donald Glover!" I'm like, "Oh, oh I love Glover. Donald Glover." Okay. Uh-huh. Why? Why are we mad at Donald Glover? Why do people mad at a white wife? She Asian anyway. She half Asian. So. Apparently, he's had some opinions on black people. I knew he grew up a certain way. I just didn't know he had well, said he, certain no, things. No, he came out and said that he would never marry. He could never see himself marrying or being with a white woman because he was like, I just need to be understood. I, per, I guess I thought he said something about about her two black women as well. That I didn't know. I don't know. But Can't check people for your wife. I ain't mad. <laughs> That's his white queen. <laughs> And she probably let him get real free. Dairy Queen. She probably let um, him get free. Like, yeah, well, that, that's that's his white queen. Yeah. Outside of his white queen, the art that is presented, because this is the art section, the art presented on Atlanta, Masterpieceful Episodes. I just love it. I love, I'm obsessed. I love all of it. I've loved it every season. This season is so amazing to me. I love how it's done. It's so... It's another, like, Kendrick piece. Like, we're going to be talking about this for a, a long oh, time. Oh, wow. It. Like... I hope. It's like Kendrick and it's like everything everywhere where it's disrupting what we yes. think a narrative should be. How a story should the go. The Reparations episode. You watched Nigga. that one, right? I watched it. Brilliant. I cried at the end of that episode. That, the reparation yeah. because I cried. Me too. Can that I, last scene. The especially way they coming sat from service that, and stuff yes, too. The way they sat with that scene. It, the, the pullback. I felt the same thing. Like, it was yeah. an emotional moment that I'm never going to experience Yeah, here. that that <laughs> episode specifically was the one that had me like... Because I felt the episode that we're talking about is the big payback. This is where... Big payback. This is where black folks are suing white folks for the sins of their forefathers and their ancestors for owning... So if you... It was like... Random ass white people that are living in their privilege, mm-hmm. enjoying themselves based off of, you know, these atrocities that occurred. And black folks are going back and they're suing them and winning, right? And I felt so badly for that man. I what? did. I, I that felt white man? The white man. What? Oh, that's Believe what I love about this. That's what got, right. what's so crazy is. And I know, and I felt guilty. I was like, I know I'm not supposed to feel this way. No, but but I, I felt badly for him because I was like, wow. And I, I was like, he, in my mind, I'm like, wow, you're really, this is tricky, Antoinette, because I thought he didn't, he himself didn't do anything. <laughs> he's, he's obvious. And I'm thinking like, wow, you're just derailing this person's life. And then that other white man, when he sat down with him and he was like, but I didn't do it. Like, I didn't do it. And the guy was like, yeah, but and he was like, yeah, so now your kid, you know, your life is derailing and your kid's now going to have to grow up without a dad and figure this out because you have to go off. Your wife doesn't want you to. He was like the same way that. That's what happened with them. But then he killed himself. And then he killed himself. Because he, he couldn't really. And then at the very end, he goes, the white guy gets smartens up and is, he accepts it. He's like, oh, I'm going to pay this lady. And then he goes into the service industry because the tips are not taxed. And yep. that's the only way that he can pay her back slowly and still survive. And yep. for us, all three of us were in that world trying to scrap. And make it, I was like, wow, that really is a result of atrocities before. But I couldn't help but think, is that the solution, though, to tear down That's another... why it was such a great it's piece, so a great good. talking piece, you it's know? So good. But I think that's also the theme of it is, like, what is morality mm-hmm. when it comes to black and white people? What's morality, period? But then period. how quickly that changes when, it, when it's around the black and white American experience. This, the episode where they went to party, the party in the house, 
and <laughs> you saw old Van, man in the tree. Fernandos. You saw Van going down <laughs> that hall, and after she stopped at that one picture, she starts pushing niggas, and she's just off the wall. Yeah, I ain't so like then that. explain that. She there Give context. She's, she's, What's, what was on the wall? Well, that's what I'm about to say. She's walking down the hall. She sees the picture. Then she starts wilding. Then um, Earn has this this hard kind of question with I, what's the name? Al, what's the name? Oh, oh, the rapper Paperboy? Yeah, Paperboy. Yeah. Where he's like, yo, this kid is scamming the white people. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know the if I really want to do that. Like, th- that's fucked up, kind of. He's like having this moral dilemma of like, I don't want to do that. But then he then walks down the hall and sees the photo that Van was looking at and sees that there is a slave, one of the ancestors of whoever was in that house had a slave right mm-hmm. there. And so his whole shit switches and then he goes back and he's like, yeah, Rummy might put 10, 20% on that shit. His whole thing changes. And as a viewer, you're like, oh, are these n- niggas scamming or are they understanding the... They are, I don't know about if it's payback, but it's kind of like, I'm going to do what the fuck these white people have been doing and profiting on and still are trying to do to me in this moment. When they go to the the hotel, Ben might have stole that wig, but he's like, I I know (laughs) she she stole something in the house. You saw her, right? She put something in her She's just, she's just, she takes what she feels is owed to her. But, but then it's black people. And when black people do this shit, we're all like, oh, they're scammers. When they're just. (laughs) Mm-hmm. This question of morality comes up that I just love how he plays with it, and he doesn't try to make black people these the these perfect people. Like he's mm-hmm. also showing black people in the light where you are cringing and you are like the the first one when the mom was wilding out. I was I hated how they had that mom depicted, but they took those references from real, real life in, from real circumstances. Even in the reparations episode, a lot of people didn't like how the woman coming for her money was acting. And I was like, I like that she oh, was... I, I, I like... Or, or did you hear about that or see any of that? I know, but I know people were upset about it. I was like, I know so many people that would do that and also... Yeah, but a lot of people felt like, oh, of course it would be the neck rolling, tongue popping, whatever, trying to come collect some money. But for me, I felt like it was like supposed to speak to a bigger point. And for that part, it's where it does get a little tricky because it's like, well, is this part supposed to be for white people because now he has to humanize this ghetto woman? But it was mm-hmm. still this person having to actually realize that this woman has a story, not even, you know, what it was, but like the fact that she has a story outside of the fact he was just living in the house thinking he was, the problem with that episode is not a problem. Uh, like I hate it, but that white man and the reason I didn't feel bad for him is because he's aloof the whole episode, the way that white people are mm-hmm. like mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the beginning of the episode, he's listening to his damn podcast, mm-hmm. waiting for coffee. And then something happens to the nigga in front of him, but he doesn't care. Cause he's next now. He doesn't, Wonder why it's his turn all of a sudden, why the nigga actually didn't get to order and has have a problem. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't say, Hey, help this guy first. Like he just goes on about his day. Mm-hmm. So the moment that he got hit exactly. with the reparations. Oh, I love that. And was like But also he steals by accident in the beginning. Mm-hmm. He has those cookies exactly. in his pocket. And he realizes he's like, Oh, I got I got yeah, exactly. over one and he smiles and he eats it. Exactly. As like, oh, I got over. I, I'm still gonna reap the benefits of this even though I didn't get caught. That's why when that's why when him and that man sat down, he was like, "We white, we gonna be okay." And then shot himself. I was like, "This is all so powerful." Yeah, because white people might white they might watch this and they might receive this, or they might watch this and say, "This is a, a crock of bullshit." But it was just so interesting 
that a black person would put out this like Jordan Peele type content to me it's on so FX. Spooky. It's so spooky, but then it's so like guffaw hilarious because uh-huh. of how risky it is at times. Uh-huh. And then sometimes it's super mundane, which makes it super relatable. Mm-hmm. There's just so many pieces to Atlanta that I fucking love. And then going back to uh the the paintings and all that it was funny because that 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 kid came in with the skates and shit and it was like he's this influencer trying to scam them and it was like on one point first of all i like how who also gets to say what what art is good or not but go ahead right uh first of all it was crazy that you know this last season they're uh, in uh london and amsterdam and everywhere this part where they're in london and the niggas scam and i thought it was cool that they a i thought it was cool that they were Show them a black Brit, and then B. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool later on that they get to, uh, you know, train to the bone, the island, uh, island folks in there. New York. I know, so that's why I'm not gonna. I just touched Child. on that right quick. I just like that they're bringing all of the different arrays of blackness yeah, in it. Yeah. And um, the latest episode, did you watch? Yes. I don't want to talk about it at all. I don't want to touch it. I just thought it was interesting how they also were uh, you playing. You don't want it was too hot. Why? <laughs> um, we have this thing over on the Friends on podcast called the Mystic Zone. It's where we've talked about something and it kind of magically happens. And it's not oh. that we talked about anything directly. Oh, I but know just exactly the what fact, you're talking about. Okay, yeah. The yeah, fact yeah. that I talked about Atlanta and then someone else. Yeah, I know like, what you're talking about. The fact that that tied together. Wasn't that wild? Isn't it wild? I, I'm I'm weird because I have no comment on the that person because I didn't consume any of their media, but I don't... It was just weird that that happened and I saw them. <laughs> and I was like, eerie. whoa. R.I.P. I, I yeah. want to bring up... I don't know if you've... Um... If you've looked at the descriptions on Hulu, have you looked oh, at yeah. them? Oh, yeah. And it's like, uh, it's always something like real simple. It's like, it's, but it's like commentary that Critique would be like that. a tweet. Yeah. yeah. Right? At the first episode where we were talking about the, the boy and that, you know. The dream within a dream. Yeah. Wow. It's been a minute. I mean, I like this episode about the troubled kid, but we waited 50 years for this. That's the episode description. It's the second one. I think everybody knows blackface ain't cool anymore. We get it. They trying to be too hard to go viral. The third episode. This one was cool. Going to rich parties and meeting weirdos. Season one was better. The fourth episode, the reparations. I was legit scared watching this. What the fuck? <laughs> the, the the next ones. Um, some, sometimes shows just go over my head acting fake deep. Where's the poop jokes? Like he's critiquing the, the culture as well. You already know how people well. are going to treat yeah, like he he's people tried to say Dave was a better show, which I didn't watch, so I don't know. But Dave is not a better show, but it's I didn't good. Think is that, that the Jewish was. guy? Yeah. Oh, child. that's why I just Dave is even... not a better show, but it is it, it's funny in a very different way. But no, it's this not shit deep is, like this. This, shit this I is, love it. Yeah, this is a whole. So I do. I, white fashion also got me, but I wanted Ooh, to talk hoo, more hoo, about hoo. the cancer attack when the kids stole the phone. But the the kid didn't steal the phone. Right, but oh. the kid right didn't there. steal the phone. The kid didn't steal, but the whole time you're thinking that he stole the phone, and I was sitting there, and, and it was I, the one that almost called I him an M word, right? I knew, you know, but how did he have the you number? Know, you know, how did he this know is why, stuff? Like that? I'm was sorry, just like, hold on. This is why Atlanta is so like funny to me because there are certain things that they do on purpose because like certain people like resonate with. When that white man started being extra, a lot of niggas knew then. They were like, this, this nigga did that that's shit. He, that's and I was it. one of them. Like, I was so mad. At the end of the episode, I was like, I'm mad I knew that this nigga did that shit. Like, why was I right? But there was so much in that episode. There, there was, was so much. Because the, the, it was about... The way that kid idolized him, uh, right? 
that was white folks stealing. White folks stealing. Like all like, again, it's about the fact that white folks stealing. The fact that he gentrified everything <laughs> off a of paperboy's phone. It was like what? How? But also it was about Albert and Al and his insecurity as an artist as a person because then there's this thread of him just trying to figure out dealing with fame am i safe what i really want how can i be a real artist because some niggas were scamming to get them like they they in the second season they had to scam and lie and get where they had to get so they could get on tour Mm -hmm. so then now he's here and so he's having his own like imposter syndrome i'm like who am i how what is going on that i just love that too i love his character i wish this wasn't the last season though me too like i I love how they're doing it and it makes me wish there was like one more one more (laughs) like you know like it's like a really nice like send-off season but it would actually be like a really cool like prequel to the send-off you know how jay did like magna carta holy grail where he mm -hmm. had like the book with it where he like explained everything Mm -hmm. is that the one that he did that with i don't know i'm just saying mm -hmm. no I fucking think, hate. No, I he think did like a better. full or like the blueprint. <laughs> he did something where he did a book and like explained the concept no. and everything. I would, I would just love to hear Donald or at least have a like. You know how the what, what cast of the wire came in and yeah. talked about it. I, would, I just want them yeah. to do something where right, they right. come together and you hear what because I think each character is going to have a very different idea from the writers from this one that because they have backstory for their characters as well. Yeah, and it's so rich. But I loved, 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 loved in white fashion when Lakeith took that oh, white woman no. to the Nigerian restaurant. No. And she was eating that the food. Darius. And she was talking and she was seemingly into it. She was seemingly like, wow, I'm going to appreciate this culture. I'm going to. And then took it, bought it. And flipped it and had cheesy jollof and all this. And it was like, whoa, you didn't get it. And it seemed like you did for a second. It seemed like you just just come in the space. And we were talking about this earlier about our white moms don't know nothing about Rasta pasta and oxtail and things like that. And we were like, well, can they even come? Should they be allowed to come? Because they might fuck it up. Damn. They might fuck it up. They might come and be like, oh, can I have it without salt? Do you have gluten-free this? Do you have, like, excuse me. Damn. And she turned the shit into a fuck. It was a food truck, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That the way that sat with me, where and they Ooh. take it, and, and when she was there, you could see that she was tripping a little bit because she was like, "Oh, if they got their branding right, if they did," <laughs> and I started checking myself of how many times have I walked into a space and thought, "Oh, this could be this, this," instead of letting it be what it yeah. is and letting it just be for the community. How many times did I reimagine greatness, whatever that looked Fuck like all or that, something? that she stole it from them and kicked the woman out. Did she, was she there kick for it out? Yes, she could. He said he was now looking. Now that was, Where that was, was the one thing. Well, no, well, because he was outside and she was like, oh, and yeah, I paid her off, blah, blah, blah. I don't I'm know like, where she, she paid her off. Yeah. I don't know what happened That to was them. the one thing I wish that they would have at least, like, showed us, like, is she at home happy? No, or is she mad? she's like, fucking island living in a fucking... Like, did she... get misplaced. Like, did she give her, like, a fair amount of money? Like. I wanted to, did the woman sell out? I mean, There's also another yes, viewpoint well, of like, do we feel like this Nigerian woman just took the money and sold out and was like, well, I, I made it. I'm out. I don't give a fuck about the culture. That or the was food. one thing I do wish kind of was explored a little bit more. But obviously, since it is about the main character, well, uh, they, they talk about selling out. Oh. They talk about selling out. Sorry, I'm sorry. For no, no, I just, um, it, I just can't stop laughing because I can't stop thinking about Darius like 
figuring out if he it. should eat the bowl or not, and then just throwing it out. Like that whole moment was just so fucked up because it was like you were just here yesterday, appreciating yeah. this place, and now you kind of the reason the shit's gone. Yeah. Like you are the reason it's gone, even though you thought you were doing good. You thought I I believe in my heart of hearts that oftentimes a lot of white people think they're doing. A service. That's why I don't hang out with. But that's why it becomes an Tricky. evil, dangerous thing. The, the, Colonizers. All, it, it's it's like, oh, that's funny, that's absurd. But then there's this haunting feeling in this entire show because haunting. it's it, it, America is haunted, but also it's it's dangerous. Lives. The first episode fucked me up. Ooh, that was a real. Yeah. That really happened. That fucked me up, and there. And it didn't happen the way it played out. That boy died. Yeah. He did well, they not never live. found his body, which I think that they were playing with that too. That they maybe never, he lived. They never found the boy's body. That boy died. But still, that there it's funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it's it's it it kills people. Like watching it takes that lies. That first Whiteness episode takes lies. That mm. shit really fucked me up because I remember like laughing and crying. Like, that was yeah. that was one where I just sat. Like I couldn't I just sat after quiet. Like, I couldn't help but laugh at how white the people were being, but I couldn't help but feel like that deep sadness I sometimes get trapped yeah. in because that's literally the world that we live in where these white people get away with the most, like the, like these the children. They didn't even know that they could get away with. And to be informed and to be be able to identify that in your daily life is is really hard to reckon with and, oh and be my God. happy. Oh my God. When it's all around you and you see it and you're like, Wow. In like everything too. Everything. Like uh, imagine getting a smoothie from a spot right down the street every day, and then one day the shit is actually closed. That's like what it, that's what happens all the time. I, I was heartbroken when I left Bedsty. I was heartbroken, and and when I drive through now, I'm like, look at all the old spots that I used yep. to enjoy gone. Just just something new. Just just something new and white. Yep. Well, that's why I think it's petty for people to to not like childish Gambino. Because I think what he's doing, he has insight. Like, he, he's not, I don't know. The fact that he has a white wife discredits him completely? Not even the fact that he just has a white wife, but he is someone that's, I guess, struggled with, with blackness. So, well, he, he like, did he grew the up interview. in the world calling him white. He did the white. interview where he interviewed himself. Mm-hmm. And that was where he was posing the questions of, like, do you think that, like, do you have a problem with black women? Do you this, do that? And I think it's the, I think that approach to that interview is the same approach that he has with these descriptions. But that interview that was different. Because that interview was, well, from my perspective, the interview was good. So I was like... I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it was so cool. Like, he was interviewing himself, and then there were certain things that he just didn't want to comment on because he just felt like they were distractions. But he was like, I'm going to address it yeah. by telling you, leave it the... F- I'm not talking about But for about whatever it. reason, like... because. Ask Fran, because I remember I was trying to bring the episode up, on, and Fran was like, uh-uh, the way he be portraying black women sometimes, I was like, damn, like, what? what? You, are you embarrassed by how he portrays black people? I think that's I the greatest like, question. Is it but black that, people or women? That's the question that I'm asking. Well, that was the thing, right? I felt like when he portrays people a certain way, like, even if it's, like, over the top or too mundane or whatever, I feel like these are actual characters. Like, so are you even when I think about, right. even when I think about in the earlier seasons where you saw like his mom and stuff, normal people, like, I think that he, humanizes he shows like an array of, of people, you know, I think he humanizes them. That's, That's why, why I loved so much that that woman was so crazy for, about her reparations. Like the, she stuck the, her head and I was like, Ooh, I, I, I could do all this and that. Oh, I can't wait. I hated the mother in the first episode, but what that I woman said. was fucking tired. Oh yeah. No, I hated she her. Was, but a lot of people knew that woman. Like, I know that woman. I, and that woman, 
woman was conditioned by her conditioning. You're not going to fucking embarrass me. Sit your monkey ass down. It's like that type of approach. And I don't woman, like her. The woman, the actress, I feel like was doing it, but she wasn't really like being. She loved him. She, she wasn't, of course, she wasn't doing Madea or nothing, but no. like she was really she like. For him. You could she tell she him. was like a, a real character. Like she yeah. had actual levels or she was actually thinking about like yes. the fact that even though she's being a bitch right now, she's just trying to make sure that he don't hurt himself. Like, cause then she really going to be like, there were like little undertones and things I could take away. Even him coming back and her just being like, uh huh. <laughs> like, yeah, it was wasn't like, like, you, like she put hot? her hand on her hip and roll her neck before yeah. she said it. So I was like, why is this crazy? Bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> Go ahead, get yeah. some spaghetti. So I, that's what I think. I think he's giving all of us a bird's eye view to 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 look at what is blackness. Yeah. Like versus being like that ain't black. Ooh. That's too black. I yes. think he's asking us that to be like black. that's too black. What is blackness? Yeah. And all of us are of are episodes. sitting with like, and he damn. gets to be a part of that. And he, he's dope. I don't give a fuck. Next he's on my top five. Next week is the finale. I don't yeah. know. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. That makes me sad. Yeah. It's shout out to him fucking season. it up. But he's a disruptor. He's doing he's weird a shit. And he's I honestly wish it. I could work on something like if I could be an actor in any of his projects mm-hmm. or him or Hero Mariah because oh yeah that shit looks beautiful. Like every week I'm like. <sighs> Like, yeah. I feel like I'm in a different place. And even though it's still, like, some traumatic shit we're discussing, it's discussed so carefully and, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I can enjoy his work and it doesn't come off as, like, trauma porn the way that some of these no, other, like, it's things still happen. So di- it's still, di- he has yeah. his hands off in a way. Like, I don't like got the, the answers either, nigga. Like, the, let's look at it together. The fact that they can all look at, at somebody and be like, what the fuck you mean? White Liam Neeson. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, the fact that they can all, like, still have <laughs> that moment. Well, yes, we could that. talk about this all day. I could talk about yes, this all day. we really could. Yes, I Especially am so grateful that you are here. Yeah, no better person oh. to do it with. Ciao. Um, but before you go, something that we do with all of our guests because we feel like it gives us some more insight into who they are. Don't you have enough? <laughs> no, we're gonna do rapid fire questions with you, Asante. Okay, let's go. I love that. It seems like you understand what rapid fire questions Uh, are. You said rapid, so (laughs) by the way. Either or. You cannot explain it. Okay, either or. No explanation? No No. explanation. No questions either. No questions or nothing. Are you ready? Let's go. Malcolm or Martin? Malcolm. Generational wealth or familial happiness? Happiness. Jay or Nas? Jay. Mac or Sephora? Sephora? Palestine or Israel? (laughs) No comment. In the the light or in the dark? Oh, ooh, both? No, see, either or. No. I thought that you understood rapid fire. I did until in the light or in the dark. Both? <laughs> in the light. Prince, Prince or Michael? In the light. I, I gotta see. Um, Prince or Michael? Prince. Sweet or savory? Sweet. Marriage or long term commitment? Neither. Trader Joe's or Whole Foods? Whole Foods. Voodoo or brown sugar? Brown sugar. Family or career? <laughs> um, career. A seat at the table or lemonade? All right. All right. All right. That was the one, All right. Wait a minute. A seat at the table or lemonade? All right. It's Ooh. the music ones for him. Oh, my God. A Are you serious? A seat at the table or lemonade? Oh, oh you're going to get this me in trouble. A seat at the table <laughs> or lemonade? <laughs> I don't want to do this. Okay. <laughs> Next. Nikki or Cardi? <laughs> like, I've never seen you like this. Um, oh my God, Nikki. Like, oh, Jalop or Rice and Peas? 
Uh, rice and peas. Missionary or doggy style? Doggy. Protection or pull out in prayer? Is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic? <laughs> Uchi Wally Wally. Love Jones or Jason's lyrics? <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. What's happening? It's the culture ones. It's he can't handle it. I don't yeah. know if your entertainment yeah. health is about to explode. Bro, I can't. You guys, tell. some of these are, are too hard. Orgasm? What's <laughs> happening? No, some of these are too hard. Um, Jason's lyrics. Sir or Rumi? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Lisa Bonet or Nia Long? Nia Long. Make your man a plate or have him get his own. Get his own. Knuck if you buck or Annie up. Knuck if you buck. Nine eleven inside job or terrorist attack. Terrorist. Rihanna or Beyonce? Beyonce. Hmm. Pac or Biggie? Pac. Erica or Jill? Erica. Brandy or Monica? Brandy. Angela Davis or Angela Rye? Rye. Read Damn, the book I or fucked watch- up. I was just trying to be. <laughs> I was just trying to do it fast. Okay, keep going. Read the book or watch the movie? Movie. Toni Morrison or Alice Walker? Walker. SWV or Escape? Escape. Flats or drums? Both. Mm-mm. That's a serious one That's for me. That's a serious one. <laughs> I'm listen. Most people don't clean off one or the other appropriately. Anyway, both. Like (laughs) Netflix or Hulu. Netflix. Travel back in time or travel forward in time. Forward. Fran or Dustin. That's a joke. That's a joke. (laughs) Buy stocks or buy flights. Oh, stocks right now. Prove your point or pray for peace. Peace. Fun in your twenties or wisdom of your thirties. 20s. Finally, love and light or money and dicks. What? That's our tagline. <laughs> oh, finally. <laughs> I was finally. like, I was like, it's finally, finally an comma, option. Love uh, and light or money and dicks. Money and dicks. Yeah. Yes. Asante, thank you so much. I would be that like, was excruciating. Be you, but y'all go sure. follow me at um <laughs> yeah yeah you can find me at hey asante h-e-y-a-s-s-a-n-t-e um instagram socials you can also catch my podcast at friends on pod on twitter at the friends on pod and also find us on patreon patreon.com slash the friends on podcast okay yes. thank you so much thank you thank all. you king ladies thank you so love we ain't even get i'm gonna ask these esther perel cards at the table child save esther Ro for after this <laughs> crystal gonna be mad i'm gonna be like when was the last time you cried? She's going to be like, bitch, shut up. <laughs> Actually, no, she might like these because she she's might. a therapist. She might be into that. She's a therapist now. All right. Well, with that, we <laughs> with that we are out. Shanti's <laughs> done. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> you have just heard an Around the Way Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around the Way Curls. We out! I fought like a pitbull terrier, blood I shed, could fill up aquariums, tell all my angels carry them. Every emotion been deprived, even my strong points couldn't survive. If I didn't learn to love myself, forgive myself a hundred times, dog. I love when you count me out. 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 Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fucking it up. How you gonna wear my shorts when the lights run deep? How you gonna bend your love when the bed don't sleep? Beep, beep, crash your feelings in the middle of the street.